And now we're back. We're back again from oh, from outer space. <laughs> yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, this is our lucky number 13. Yeah. Uh, 13 episodes in now. Woo! Yeah, man. I mean, that that definitely feels like an accomplishment for a horror movie themed podcast. I, f- uh, I feel like it, man. Now we're, you know, we're, we're officially in our teens uh, in terms of our watching. And I feel like I kind of got to celebrate it yeah. a little bit by uh, this was a little bit of a treat, something new, something I hadn't seen before. Yeah, and I, f- I figure this will be a good film to, to get in as a number 13. I think it's a fitting number 13. Um, but anyhow, this is a, uh, it's a French film this time. It goes yeah. by the title of Martyrs. You know, uh, something while we're on our number 13, yeah. and just talking about what the episode means to us. Yes. Okay, no, I'm not actually going to go that deep. But uh, I was thinking, though, that, you know, I just wanted to mention that we are, you know, your Missoula's and the world, yes. as you can hear us as a podcast, a uh, horror movie podcast. Yeah. I feel like maybe every once in a while we should remind the, them of that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, man. Because I don't think we've mentioned it since episode one. We just sort of jump into things. and. But no, it's, it's, a, it's like, a good reminder. I mean, most likely if you're listening to us, you already know that. Yeah. But if you're just jumping on board, we're we're just here to sort of like bullshit and talk about some of our favorite horror movies. Yeah, because we enjoy the genre. And uh, it's a good way to, you know, to not only extend our friendship to one another, but Extend our friendship to our friends and their friends and friends of friends and people out there all over the world, for that because, matter. Because I was just sort of thinking about it the other day, and uh, I believe it was Stan Lee said, like, every comic book is somebody's first comic. Yeah. Which is why a lot of comics, like, have some really clunky expository dialogue towards the beginning, because they're getting you caught up, because you never know who's just jumping aboard. Makes sense. So here's our little bit... Yeah, so every one of our pods could be somebody's first one. And you know, that's okay. I think if you're jumping on board to this one, uh, you might want to strap you might want to strap on cuz you got this is a big boy and big girl pants episode. Yeah, this is a this this the most intense episode we've done. Yeah, out of out of all 13 episodes Maybe up to this point. Maybe not the most explicit in any one way. No, but I I would say in terms of its from start to finish, it's probably the most intense that we'll that we've covered so far. And as you were saying, this time around we're doing 2008's Martyrs, yes, flick. And so let's just dive straight into our technical aspects and spoiler-free section. Yeah, how does that make us squeal? How does that make us squeal? How does that make you squeal? Awesome. So as I already mentioned. Yeah, man. This is my first time through it. Yeah, so I, this really—it was. <laughs> how did this make me squeal? You know, and and I, I, I was thinking about this. You know, like how to get this particular film into our our viewing. You know, and I was like, well, for you know, thirteen. I was like that. This this movie, it, it would it would it just stands out. Like, well, I think you've been uh, mentioning it since back around like episode seven or so. Yeah, I was like, and we, we have just to, we, have to get we ended up sort of falling into a little of a little bit of a pattern that made yeah. sense to us. Yeah, and so it ended up sort of being pushed off. And but I'm oh my god, I'm so so glad that we got to it. Well, I'm I'm happy, man, because you know there there are movies that do get pumped up. A lot, you know, more times than not. That's the first thing in my notes. Reputation precedes it. Yeah. I've heard of this movie for a bit anyway. So, you um, know, it, it's hard I've to... I've never seen many of the movies in right. the, the sort of French extremist, okay. uh, the mid-2000s. 
Yeah, I I was at the age where I had already kind of gotten into kind of similar films like this one, and uh, I think I might have seen Hostel and a few others beforehand, and had been reading about you know mm-hmm. and, and actually seeing High Tension, so that got my curiosity peaked for French movies. So I've seen High Tension, but I probably haven't seen it since it first dropped on DVD. Yeah, and it's it's been I don't know probably what, like mid two thousands when that came out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I would uh, say what maybe maybe seven, even early. I was going to say two thousand two myself. Yeah, you know, it might yeah, it might have been earlier than that, but uh, I'm not positive on that. And then other than that, I've never seen any of the other films. Oh, yeah. That came out of France during that time period. Because there's a number of notable ones that all sort of push the limits like this one does. Oh, yeah. And I've uh, seen There's a couple a of them I could them. probably name off. Okay. Like, yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, I mean, I have some on the on the screen in front of me yeah. here. But I could have named off, like, In My Skin before looking over here. Okay. I could have said, like, The Pornographer. Uh, I Stand Alone, maybe. But not... Yeah. Not really much else. Martyrs is the only other name that would have came up for me yeah and that's understandable because uh like this is another subgenre of films where they're very extreme and this is a french extreme film galore yeah (laughs) you know it's what new french extremity yeah there was a a slew of these films that came out not many of them but enough that it that sort of Gained a little bit of fame for a bit. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like like I said, there were there were films in the the mid two thousands, early two thousands, that were ex, you know explicitly like this. And this was one of um, one of them. High tension was another one. Inside was another one that I'd seen. Frontier is another one that I I have not seen, but I'm very familiar with. It's a name that jumps up a lot. Uh, I want to point out that I like this one a lot more than High Tension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I like this a lot more than High Tension. Yeah. I think High Tension is more kind of like, it's just, it's more gore, you know, more in in that sense. I mean, it has a good story. I like the story a lot. Well, the other thing is, from what I, from my understand, is a lot of the other films in this very niche subgenre, there's a lot more of them feature extreme sexual violence as well yeah whereas this one that's non-existent no there's nudity in this film there's definitely nudity but But, you know it's not it's not extreme nudity in in this sense uh it's more just part of the debasement almost i agree with that uh this movie has more i would say no i mean it's even mentioned in the beginning that the the girl was never sexually abused yeah exactly so Exactly. And so that's very rare for this subgenre, even though this is one of the more standout films from this. That's sub-genre. a great point uh, because it doesn't it doesn't touch upon that at all. Like there's no sexual connotations about this movie whatsoever, outside of the male and the female. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, but um, so, everything yeah, else about this pop film. Into though, the, I guess we can pop into the technical a little bit. More yeah. Let's see, like so. What we can just delve into that because like so we can go on. I mean, on. I'm pretty sure that um well. I don't. I can't speak French, so these names. It's okay. Are... I I took French. Uh, I might still do sloppy, but I'll, okay. I'll I'll do my best. The director and writer of this film is uh, Pascal Logier, and like I said, I think he did uh, the Tall Man, which Jessica Biel was in. He He's did done some other things. He did. Um, but this is his. I I would think this is his most notable film of date, uh, because I, I outside of those two films, I'm not sure outside of those two films. To be honest. What the, else he's done? the other thing of note for him that unfortunately fell through but is still of note and ties back into something that we did right. was he at one point was attached to do a reboot of Hell, Hellraiser. Oh, that's interesting. Which considering the end of this movie, yeah, 
Why not? He would have been damn near the perfect man for the job. In my you opinion. know, I could see him doing his own adaptation of it. And he said he was a huge fan of Clive Barker. He wanted yeah. to stay really true to that. But his... He wanted to push the limit further than the studio wanted to go with that yeah. property. And That's apparently he wanted to really, really push it deep into the realm of like actual like hardcore gay BDSM subculture. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, he's... I think more modern films, especially in the horror genre... You can you can push the envelope a lot further than you could back then, but you still have to do it with a certain amount of taste, if that makes sense. You know, and it depends on on the studio that you work with, man. They might not want to push it too far. Uh, and he actually ties into one other thing that yeah? I absolutely love. He did the making of documentary for one of my favorite movies, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's responsible, like I said, both for directing and writing this film. So he's, he's got quite a, a vivid imagination. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's pretty interesting. After watching this, like, do, okay, first off, like, it's it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because it's really an experience. It it's is. Meant, it's kind of meant to be experienced. So even though this is the the non-spoiler section... Before we get any further, I would actually recommend you go out and watch this movie. Yeah. Even though, I mean, and then we'll delve into it later in the Guts and Bolts in, in more detail. But even before this, I would kind of recommend you go out and just watch this movie. It's yeah. It's got a really bad reputation. And it's an extreme movie. It's very intense. But, I mean... It's more intense than Cannibal Holocaust, but Cannibal Holocaust is kind of, like, it's gorier, it's worse. Yeah, uh, I can I agree mean, with that. Um, a lot of the stuff we've done is gorier. Some of the stuff, oh, like, Visitor Q is more uh, perversely uh, violent. That, and, yeah, and it deals more with, I think, more taboo subjects. Yeah. You know, uh, without this, a doubt. This just, it's, it's beautiful. This, it's, this truly, is a, it's truly a very film. arty film. It is. And it makes you think and it makes you feel. Yeah. And the way it's shot is very visceral. That's why it's intense. And, yeah, it's it's extreme, but we've went through more extreme than this. Uh, yeah, but seen, this is still the more intense experience. Yeah, and like I said, in terms of violence and things like that, I've seen a lot more violent. But in terms of, like I said, just the overall experience of this film... It's 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 one that's left me even after watching it the first time, still talking about it to this day. Uh, so so, so before know, we get it. any further, I'd say go watch it. Yeah, check it out. And um, now that I've said that, uh, I want to continue that one of the other weird things, and I still am kind of processing the movie because when I went to watch it, <laughs> just sort of falling into the how did that make me squeal? It made me squeal very fucking frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we've both talked about on the podcast before that we're not we won't steer away from uh, sometimes downloading these things. Yeah, uh, extra legally. Yeah, I mean they're out there. They're out there in the digital form. Well, every time I tried that, I ended up getting getting one where the subtitles wouldn't work. Oh, damn! Yeah. So I ended up going legit. Yeah, that's okay. So I went and rented this off iTunes. First thing I've ever rented off iTunes. The uh, the interface was a little bit confusing for me. Right. So I thought it said it was downloading. 
It wasn't downloading. Turns out I hadn't completed the renting process, even though oh. I thought I had clicked everything right. Right, right. So it was already late at night. I'm like, fuck, I got to go to bed. Yeah, understandable. So I go to bed thinking it's downloading. Wake up. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Go check. I'm like, fuck, I thought I rented this. Like, I clicked this, this. Like, I'm usually not a fucking dummy on the computer. Right. Like, we're, we're recording a podcast. I, I yeah, believe we have that a little should show savvy. that, like, I'm, I'm not a complete idiot. Right. But, yeah, we're, but we're I, so I was just like, okay, well, if I rented it, then the charger showed up on my card. So I went and checked my bank, no charge. So I was okay. like, oh, I just didn't rent it. So I actually finished watching this movie about three hours ago okay. for the very first time. Nice, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so you still have so a this fresh... So this is still just extremely fresh, and I'm still well, just, like, processing parts of it. Uh, kind of like the, the, the content of this movie... There's you're like so you're gonna be very fresh for this this experience, uh yeah I like I said I, in a lot of ways like I said this is a film that I highly recommend to people who I know like horror films you know that go beyond just your you know your mainstream movies you know? this is this is fantastic this is one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time well, to good, be completely man. I'm happy honest. to hear that it. I mean, since this is the How Does It Make Me Squeal, we'll start mentioning actors and stuff in a second, because I know we will, but, I mean, really, because, like I said, this is my first time, so this is, (laughs) I'm, I'm like, ready to spout off about this, I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, you got Uh, a little gun over here. (laughs) But, there's only one other horror movie that I've seen in probably, at least the last ten years, that I could not guess where it was going next as much as this one. Yeah, (laughs) nice. I, uh, with the way this movie starts, I had no idea it was going to end up the way it it yeah. does, because it it's not a, it's not a torture porn. No, it's not. But if somebody would call it a torture porn, I wouldn't blame them. No, because you know, like like uh, one of our ex presidents say, you have to define torture porn because everybody has a different definition of it. And I I couldn't. I couldn't necessarily rip apart anyone's argument. I don't think if they wanted to call it one. No, I you know I I would give them the benefit of the doubt because I, you know like once I've seen worse. Say this is a torture porn, but it it's it's there. It's kind of this starts it, it, as it, it's definitely borderline. I mean, well, I'll say borderline, but it definitely delves into it a little, somewhat. It starts as like a weird revenge story, and I it just kept. It kept having twists that kept me guessing. There was there was yeah. a big thing that happened, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> yeah. And I I paused it so I could take notes, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Like, this is uh, how how is this going to end now? Like, this is nuts. And then when I looked back up at the screen, mm-hmm. I wasn't even in the halfway point in the film. Oh no, no, no! I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, this movie so, it, it jumps in real so quick. So I'm not even in the third act, and they're they're throwing me they're throwing me this big of a twist. There's only one other movie that's done that for me in the past ten years, and that's actually Kevin Smith's Red State. Nice man, that's a good movie. That's a really good movie. Which is weird because it's a horror movie, but it's one of those horror movies where you only call it a horror movie because you can't call it any other kind of yeah, movie. yeah because it's kind of you don't want to pigeonhole it. Well, but even it doesn't make sense to call it anything else. No, I know what you mean. It's it's a horror movie. It's or kind of like Devil's Rejects. It's not truly a horror movie. It's a movie where horrific things happen. It tells you a horrifying, terrible story, and that's about it. Yeah. So I mean, and that's kind of this movie. I agree, man. 
It's not it's necessarily... It's a horror movie because it, it's a story where terrible Horrific things shit happen. happens. Yeah. And not and like I said, it's not in your true sense that you get the, the heebie-jeebies, you know, like you're going to stay up late at night and look underneath your bed and stuff. Well, you might... I mean, some people might, but I, yeah, you might, I guess. But it's—I would it's say not the majority you like that. No, no, no. That's if not anything, his intentions. If anything, this is so weird to say about a torture porn. Torture porn. I'm, yeah. I'm doing air quotes, but because there's quotes. not much else to call this movie. Yeah, exactly. But it might leave you second guessing things on an existential level, without a doubt. I think this movie makes you think a lot. Like I said, a lot like that. Um, I would say. So we've done other movies that sort of leave you ending on like a uh, wondering note. Like right, what's exactly. real, what's not, what's yeah, this, teetering what's on that. Fantasy, reality. This movie does that. But, but on a whole different level. It First off, it doesn't make you start asking the questions that you think it's going to when you're first watching it start. Right, right. And then I would also say that there's... The way this movie presents everything, there's not that many conclusions you can actually guess it's not completely wide open i would say this is probably most blatantly the most nihilistic and atheistic movie we've ever done yet i agree man it's uh this one like you said it, it leaves you it le- i'll put it this way the first time i watched it it left me with like after it ended i was like holy shit because it left you with so many questions afterward you know and we'll, like, so we'll definitely delve into that but it, it did. It, it made me question a lot of things about the movie itself, you know, about martyrdom and stuff like that, because you know it's martyrs. But yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's a gnarly film. I, I, I do really think it's presented like in it. a uh, the director. Even I I read like actually like four or five interviews with him afterwards. I was so just like this this movie just clicked so well. I was just like, holy shit, he did something fucking special with this. I, one. No doubt, it, man. It's I, you know, like I said. I think out of like I said all all the ones that we've done. I would never be ashamed to, to recommend this to somebody. No, and whatsoever. And even though it is very intense and it is intense, but it, like I said, hard to hard to watch. Yes, at times you but definitely have to way. go in with an open mind in order to, to sit through this whole film uh, because there's a lot to experience. There's a lot to there's experience. There's like a 22 minute sequence that's just bleak and. It just leaves terrible you feeling, brutal, yeah, it makes you feeling exactly what this character is feeling. But there's way worse brutality that we've already, even in this movie, you've already seen. Yeah, without a doubt. But, like I said, this, this is but a at movie... at this point, oh my god, it's I just, just shoot, wonderfully I, presented. Like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad that we're doing this. This is, I'm, like I said, this is a, a, definitely a favorite of that time period and still today for me. And also, <laughs> because all we've mentioned so far is the director, and I right. want to keep... Uh, I we'll, guess we'll keep going away. I, I kind of want to keep stroking him a little bit. I guess That's right, right now he deserves it. Like I said, I, I did read a couple of the interviews and stuff, and and really this. Well, I was thinking this before reading the interviews. This because what sets it apart from a normal torture porn, like let's say like Hostel or Saw, yeah, is the focus is very much on the violence that's being inflicted. This one, the focus isn't on the violence; it's on the pain that the violence is causing. Exactly, it's it's the uh, the effect that it's giving, and that it has. Like I said, as opposed, it's just the pure, like I said, torture. To the point where, at the end, you're wondering what part does pain have to play in our lives? Yeah, 
<laughs> it, it really it makes like I said it makes you question a lot of things. I mean, it, you know, like I said, you could break it down chemistry, you know, philosophically. Um, like I said, I mean, it's just a number of different experiences you can you can ascertain to it. And then just because this really stood out for me, because as I mentioned, all the way back episode one, Reanimator, huge H.P. Lovecraft yeah, fan. Yeah, of course, man. There was actually an H.P. Lovecraft quote that kept him kept he sort of kept repeating to himself to sort of help keep up his energy for doing this movie while he was making it. There you go, and, man. <laughs> exactly. uh, the quote That's pretty is cool. he once well, said that horror was a genre that was supposed to be against the world, against society, and against civilization. And in some ways, this movie kind of encapsulates encapsulate, some of that those ideas. Yes. With, with, like I said, without keep saying this, but yeah, without a doubt, this movie touches on so many different subjects, man. And it it's touches really on... weird because uh, that end awesome. part kind of... <laughs> it's hard to... Like I said, you guys really just need to go watch this movie because it's really hard to s- talk about this movie without yeah. going into spoilery details. But I, I would agree with that one hundred percent. It's it's one like I said to to take in. This is definitely a movie that is not one that you can just you know like I said give verbatim and get the same experience because you can't. You have to watch it for yourself to experience what this film was depicting. Yeah, I agree. I suppose let's get through some of okay. the, the other little details. I, I put in my little so this I hope, and that about the director. I hope Pascal, so. he enjoyed this part of our, <laughs> our, our segment. You've gained a huge fan. Keep yeah. making movies, please. Yes, please. I will watch other things that you put out now that I know that you exist. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down a few production companies. There were quite a few. I'm probably skipping over several of them. But uh, the main ones that I wrote down were uh, Canal Horizons, Canal Plus, and uh, Cine Cinema. Um, they were like, so this is mostly a French slash French Canadian film. I think it was filmed in and around, uh, Quebec. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely noticed like there was Canadian crews that were in the credits and shit. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, This this is a total French Canadian Mm -hmm. slash French film. They distributed here in the United States. So there was like so many distributors all over the world for this film, but here in the States for us, uh, it was brought to us by uh, the, the Weinstein company, uh, in 2008 uh, the budget for this film was right at like six and a half million dollars, so not at like a super budget, but you know adequate for that time period. And uh, the special effects team that I wrote down was Buzz Image Group. Okay, uh, so that's more of our technical. Whodunum. I thought I read somewhere that the, how, what did this pull in at the box office? Did it tank a little I, bit? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. It wouldn't surprise me if it did. I didn't really get to see a number for its its gross. I just saw the budget for the film. I didn't really dig for this one. I mean, let's see. Yeah, let's. So the budget was two point eight million euros. Yeah, so like I said, because especially at the time, the euro was way stronger than the dollar. Yeah, it was like almost two to one, if not a little bit more. Uh, and but the only box office I see listed is in dollars, not euros, and it's one point one million dollars. And if that's the case, then it did really fucking take. But yeah, at least mm-hmm. here in the states, in terms of theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I think this one over over the years. As as it progresses, as films progress, this one I think will eventually get its notoriety. Oh, I agree. Oh, I definitely agree. This fucking fantastic movie. Holy shit. Yeah, there's two films that come to mind when I think of French films. This is one. High Tension's not one of them. I mean, even though it is a French film, I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. There's another one I would I would rank up there with this one. Maybe maybe it's just a notch below it, but I would still recommend it in this genre of French films. So, <laughs> but uh. But like I said, this is this is what I got for technical as far as our directors, yeah. and then we, getting into our cast, 
which there's, I'd say, when I'm thinking about like the strong, there's probably maybe three to five characters that I'd say were strong. Two definitely the strongest. The two main actresses. And like I said, there's a couple of sub, you know, characters that, mm-hmm. that are, they're important, but they're not the most important no, aspects no. of this film. Uh, so going into it, um, one of our lead actresses, um, her name is Marjana Aloui. Uh, she plays Anna in the okay. film. Uh, Mylene uh, Jamponui, she plays Lucy in okay. the film. Like I said, those are our two lead female actresses, and they put on a hell of a performance uh, in this film. And they're not bad to look at. Everybody not bad at in this movie does a great Strong acting. Job. That's part of what makes this movie so good. You have to. You have to be very dedicated. Really good. Yeah. Uh, all, like I said, from top to bottom, every everybody acts accordingly to their character, and they, they put on a stellar performance. Uh, but like I said, this is our two main actresses. Uh, Catherine uh, Began is the Mademoiselle okay. in the film, The Older Lady. Uh, Robert uh, Robert Tupin is the father of the family in the film that we'll okay. talk about. Uh, Patricia Tulan is the mother of the family that we'll talk about. Uh, Juliette Goslin was the daughter in this family. Mm-hmm. Um, Xavier, Xavier Dolan is Antoine, is, plays the son in the film. And like I said, there's several other actors that have played other parts. I didn't think they were the most important parts, so I didn't really give them credit. I'm guessing you're thinking like towards the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a guy. His name is Michael. Maybe like two or three total minutes of the movie. Or I guess maybe the the one dude's in a bit more. Yeah. There's there's two towards the end. There's a male and a female actor and actress that I didn't give them credit. You don't even see her face most of the time. No, just just a just a smidgen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. uh, Anyhow, I wish I would have wrote them down. But they're the two other actors and actresses I should have given credit to. And the tagline, like, because I do like taglines. For this film is they did not finish to be alive. Hmm. Okay. So you know how however you want to interpret that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, what should we warn people about? This is a fucking intense movie. Yeah. So before we get into this the guts and bolts, is... yeah, we have to give a lot of disclaimers for this one specifically. Well, I mean, well, we already mentioned there's there's no sexual violence. Yeah. So if you're comfortable with like it. Well, like I said, with I know violence, that, that helps with a lot of the, the population. Like a lot of people really don't. Yeah, n- nobody really wants to watch sexual abuse and violence and things like that. That's not really, you know, my gig either or either. Well, I mean, honestly, a lot of people would probably argue that you shouldn't want to watch this movie to begin with because it feels that bad when you're watching it. <laughs> I, I would argue with that one. I know, me too, but. You know. You know. But we've, that's, we've all ran into these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. being horror fans. Yeah, I'm not even worried about that. It's not going to stop me from watching this film repeatedly. No. I am going to watch this movie again, which is yeah. not something I thought I was going to say uh, with the reputation that it had. You know, I mentioned this earlier too, and uh, at the time when this film, I guess, kind of came out, man. Um, believe it or not, and like I said, I know we, I probably mentioned this to you several times, but uh, I rented this at a grocery store back home. So they had a little section where you could still rent videos, and, yeah, you know, video games and whatnot. And this this movie caught my eyes. Like, oh, this is interesting. We have a French film here, let alone a French horror movie here. Uh, went home, watched it, and had that oh, holy shit moment. I had it for I think for a night or two. And I have a feeling you, you're thinking the same oh, holy shit moment that I am. Probably about, about forty eight minutes in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like oh yeah. yeah you're like yep. yeah exactly. Okay. Uh, but make a long story short, and, and I'll condense the story is that my father watched it, and even though I warned him what the film was about. I'm like, he watched it, 
I don't know if my mom sat through all of it, but she might have as well. Uh, so I was like, holy cow, I can't believe they watched it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they did for the experience because they didn't come back to me and, like, get in my face and confront me. They didn't really talk about it afterward. <laughs> they, you know? they didn't really talk about it. They just chose to forget that that happened. Yeah, they're probably like, you know, I've seen some pretty intense shit, and this is a pretty intense shit. I'm not even going to mention it. But uh, I but, wound up buying this film at that same grocery store after, like, maybe a month or so for, like, five bucks. So I, I, I really lucked out being in the area that I grew up in, getting to rent at a video store. That was inside of a grocery yeah, store. So. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, can't complain. But um, um so let's see. There yeah. is, there is. Uh, I mean, there's torture. There, there's definitely torture. There's a lot of. It's uh, not like physical extreme torture. Abuse. It's more like just violence. Like yeah, hitting. it's not violence per se. Like you're not going to see somebody get like body parts chopped off and stuff like that. Not the that kind of violence. The worst thing that happens, you don't actually see happen. You only see the aftermath, which is yes. some pretty good effects. But it's not the longest part of the movie. No, uh, it is pretty extreme. But oh, super intense! Uh, I've also seen better effects than that for that effect. Though, oh, too. likewise, I, I certainly have. So you'll you'll get it if you get there. It's it's pretty extreme. Yeah, uh, they they did a, well, they did a really good job. Uh, would you extreme body mutilation? I guess you don't see it happen. You just see the after effect. Yeah, you, you exactly. You see. Like it's um, it's one of the tamer, more anatomical yeah. body mutilations you could do. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of gore, not much. And yeah, then, you know, like I said, it's, it's just, hard to explain without saying what it is. But yeah. saying what it is is also kind of a spoiler. It is, and I, I, I let's reserve it. Yeah. But you see a little bit of gore, not a whole lot, but it still kind of makes it. It made me like ugh, kind of squeal a uh, little bit. I mean, there's some some pretty intense violence in the beginning. Oh yeah. Uh, with some good effects, but extreme prejudice is what I would call it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some just overall creepy visuals. Oh man, yeah. Like if you're not into like um, I don't know, like these a creature per se, like a personification of a of a human creature. Yeah, I mean it's kind it's of weird how uh, to describe grudge-ish. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. If you're down with a grudge, you can get through that part. <laughs> if you have a grudge. <laughs> Shit, like, this movie's so hard to... Uh, it's intense. It keeps you guessing. It, it, I, you know, I, like, so once again for, for our director, Pascal, I think he, he does a good job of keeping our focus, too, on the film, too. Because there's a lot of time, even when I put it on pause and take my notes, like, there were several times where I had to look up. And like pause myself taking notes because I was missing certain things. Like I needed to stop writing mm-hmm. notes and just watch this and then pause and, and then write my note. Because there's a lot, man. There's a lot to take in. It keeps you focused. But not a lot to take in like the cell was. No, 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 no. This it, is more... It's just, it's just the way he, he directs you throughout the film. The way he, yeah, the way he narrates the film. It's just, wow. Isn't it? but, it's really yeah. hard to... It's really... So, honestly, though, the film... That to most closely compare this to is probably hostile. Yeah, I, I could say that's a, that's a good point. There's which there's doesn't a lot of similarities, doesn't but... make sense after then watching it. But if you can make it through hostile, you can make it through this movie. Yeah, if you've seen this movie seen has a all... worse reputation than hostile, right? But if you can make it through hostile, you can make it through oh, this movie. With a, yeah, I, I would guarantee if that you can you make can it through Saw, it. you can make it through this movie. That was the next film I was going to say. If you could see, or if you've already sat through both of those films, 
you might be a little uncomfortable, but you could still make it through this film. This is like the the emotional side of that. I would agree. This one makes this is more of a uh, a thinker's man's. This is the yeah horror film. Yeah, this is like if you if you took those two movies and you you turn them into art house films instead of almost like edge of being exploitation films. They're they're too mainstream for that, but yeah. That's a good point. They ride the edge. They they try. Yeah, but like I said they're they're still confined by like I said being I mean, put out in theaters. And that's that's say nothing against them though cuz they no. get pretty fucking extreme too. Yeah, we've, I've got good stories them. about both those films. Yeah. <laughs> they get yeah, they get pretty fucking nasty. That's yeah. for sure. And I like them. I like both of them. That, yeah, that, like that's that, the point. Like they get fucking nasty. They get crazy and hurtful. Well, that's, if that's you can exactly make it that's through, the point of those films. You can make it into this one. Yeah, that this film doesn't doesn't focus on that aspect of those films. No. Not to that extent. No. Uh, not not even close. Yeah, like I said, the worst thing that happens you don't see. Well, I suppose to find worse, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I wouldn't argue with you though because that's it's an intense scene, man. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like I said, you don't really see anything, but you know what's happening. Do yourself a favor, go out and watch this movie. Please watch it. We need to dive into the guts and bolts yeah. so that we can fucking properly talk about this movie. Yeah, I'll put it this way. And we've, we've, like, right before we go into that, please watch it so that way you, you can discuss it with us too because we like to hear your feedback on it. That, that too. Um, Love to hear And that. go watch it and then listen to this and experience it. Like I said, I just watched it three hours ago. So yeah, and you it'll can be nice and fresh just like me. With Tyler. Yeah. Maybe you'll think some of the same things I did. Maybe you won't. Anyway. Yeah, and we can we can compound on all those ideas. With that, we're gonna get straight into the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. So we are talking about our. So I can say episode. anything I want about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we've got past the disclaimer. I'm so glad that, like, everyone that I ran into, right. it was just like, so I'm not going to tell you anything about this movie because that would ruin it. And I'm glad nobody told me anything about this movie. So if you're listening to this without watching this movie, it's probably going to ruin it. Yeah, don't. And it's your own goddamn fault. Watch the movie first. I'm the type of person that normally likes spoilers. I'm really glad I didn't have any for this one. Yeah, no, I think certain movies you shouldn't be spoiled by, man. This one, definitely not. And even like when I was going through the process of like renting it, when I was trying to download it, and I was like checking comments to make sure that people weren't like this file has a virus and shit because we all know how this shit goes. Yeah, exactly. And people would like be chiming in on it. Even then, people tended to be polite. At least the people that like the movie. Yeah. Tended to be polite, and they're like, uh, "This is going to be kind of short because I don't want to say much about this, but it's good because you know dot dot dot." insert whoever it was his opinion there yeah and and they would probably have several valid opinions i would imagine fuck it's good well i'm happy that you took the uh the time to watch this so that we could review this because like i said now we get to to share our experience with our our listeners who should be viewing this as well right and now we're in the spoiler section so god damn it she gets flayed yeah that was man. crazy anyway yeah we'll dude. get there <laughs> yeah so so like i said we're, we'll open up right we're opening up this film like I said the 13th film in our our collection martyrs opens up i put um it opens up with a young 
looks like an abused perhaps girl very abused looking girl yeah she's running screaming out of like a factory setting is what i put down then it kind of you know after she's as she's running away and whatnot i put down it's kind of like an eight millimeter home video style film reel starting to play of like a young girl at maybe a monastery with some nuns and like a, a doctor that comes out yeah and uh, you see, like, a little dossier file that shows, like, the date of birth of this girl. Which is actually the date of birth of the director. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. So, Pascal's birthday is October 16th, 1971. Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Now you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so, like I said, we're, we're getting to see uh, this look a little, almost like a home video style recording. Shows a doctor with another gentleman. They're filming where the girl was filmed. He talks about it's the reason they're filming is it's for like medical archives. This is where they point out that uh, she wasn't raped. Yeah, but otherwise it's a straightforward case of abuse, malnutrition. Yeah, malnutrition, dehydration, mild hypothermia. Like I said, no rape. We find out that the name of the girl is Lucy. This is when I wrote down that the like the opening credits they start to continue. Gonna have a montage. Yeah, there's there's a opening montage sequence of. Uh, like even said, this... Lucy has a montage. <laughs> even she has a montage. She's oh, okay. Uh... This montage at the beginning is actually kind of like heart wrenching because it's like it her is. like shying away from human contact. She has like a patch over her eye. Her hair is kind of really short. She looks all distraught. You know, she keeps to herself. She's in um like a a little session with I guess kids with Down syndrome and maybe some learning disabilities. Yeah, some sort of I mean maybe a group therapy session with her age. This would have been before a lot of, like, different asylums and shit got sent, you know, uh, shut down. That makes sense, uh, uh, considering the time period, too. So it was probably an asylum of some sort. Yeah. So you would... Because uh, she was you know definitely what? psychologically damaged at that point. Thinking about the age of this girl uh, at this time period, it was in the early 80s, the mm-hmm. time setting. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so, like, so we get a, we get a, like I said, a... Kind of up to date what's happening to this girl after. Definitely wasn't a soul asylum, but we're going to get to some misery. <laughs> yes, we are. Ooh. That's good. But don't... I, like I said, I feel like she's like maybe in a child's clinic, a, a pediatric ward. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah, like it that. It definitely was a bunch of other children. Yeah. But, you know, the, the whole point is she's very disturbed. She is having, you know, a hard time assimilating back into like that little uh, group of, you know, children and maybe society as a whole. But one of the other girls kind of, in the course of the montage and shit, is kind of like befriending her and shit. Yeah. And that's nice when we get girl. to the end of the montage of everything and you find yeah. out that they're recruiting the girl. Yeah. So I, I put down that like the doctor, he's he's like pulling up the projector screen, turns off the projector. He's having a conversation with this little girl who we find out his name is Anna. Mm-hmm. And he's asking if, uh, if he can, uh, or if she can help maybe... To, you know, to get Lucy to talk about what happened and, you know, if there was people involved or, you know, perhaps have some clues of what happened to her. For, I guess, for the investigators, there's an investigator. Yeah, to apparently. help find the people that did this, did this to, her. to her. Yeah. And she finds out that, you know, she has told her, or he finds out that she's told her some things, but that's about it. Yeah, basically, uh, I think what she says is uh, that... You know, in light of the pull that these people seem to have and the the facilities they seem to be able to put together in the end of the movie, uh, since this is the spoiler section, so there is an organization behind (laughs) some of this, uh, I'm wondering if this is for the detectives at all. You know, I thought that too. I thought that as well. I wasn't thinking thinking that at the first time through, but now... 
That's a good point. That's a very good point because even maybe they're I've just seen it making times. sure she's not talking. Who knows? That's a great point. Um, and I've, I've thought about that watching this film as well. That's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, what appears to maybe be an investigator, that person, that man, is asking that Anna questions about, does she remember anything? Does she? Me-? She's like, well, she's scared. She doesn't really remember. You know, she, She's just basically telling the guy that Lucy's scared. Yeah, she thinks she remembers things sometimes, but that's but that's it. She can't really. She doesn't conjure up any, you know, lucid, I guess, memories. During this whole conversation, film session, uh, this orderly comes in and mentions that uh, Lucy Jaren, she didn't show up for lunch, right? right. And uh, anyhow, I guess this breaks up the conversation. Little Anna goes upstairs. Um, I guess to like a bedroom. And she finds, looks. She knows where Lucy's at. Yeah, she's They're looking friends. around. Yeah, they find her. She's in the. Uh, I guess she's like in a tub in the bathroom, and she's apparently been sliced up a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, at this point, because all I've heard is that this movie's nuts. Everyone refuses to talk about it, and so I had to write. I had to put in, like a question mark after I wrote down self harm. Yeah, because she said she didn't do it, yep. and I don't know what kind of nuts this movie's going to get. Yeah, because so it's not out of the she realm. didn't do it. She but proclaims she that she, yeah, she proclaims that she didn't do it. Anna, she doesn't her. think she does it. Though. No, she does it, but she honestly doesn't, doesn't believe think that she that does she it. Did it. No, she's she's at the point where, yeah, maybe her self-inflicted wounds. What she's doing it's to herself. It's the creature. Yeah, it. There's something else that's doing it, not her. Through like after the series of events, we get into like the nighttime. Um, Lucy props up a, uh, a chair against the door, against the handle, so that way whatever the monster doesn't come in. Lucy's um, free. Yeah, Anna, I think she offers for her to, to lay down with her. She, I guess she doesn't even say anything. She just walks over to her bed. And when I'm speaking of Lucy, they, they pass out and lights go out. I guess throughout the night, the, the two girls are having the, like a restless sleep. I think um, uh, well, Lucy's kind of having like nightmares perhaps of what was happening well there was like scurrying and shit yeah and she's freaking out does she start looking around oh yeah because the door gets like the door yeah you hear the the chair get slammed back away from the door and perhaps something has entered the room lucy wakes up tries to get anna's attention anna's in a dead slumber right um she goes chasing after because you hear like these footsteps scuttle across the, the room and you see a flash or something go under the bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. At some point, uh, I think it's right after that. I think she looks over the edge of the. Yeah, bed she winds up. Like I think she falls into like a little hallway section, maybe, or like a certain part of the room that leads into maybe another room. And she gets spooked and runs back to her her bed, covers herself up in the covers, uh, and then when she you know lifts herself off the covers, that's when that figure appears at like the the foot of her bed. Yeah, that was fucking... kind of cowering over the bed. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, it very, it reminded me of, oh god, what we'd call them, the crawlers from the descent. Yeah, that was, that which I good... erroneously mentioned as being a French movie in the last episode. Yeah. It's actually a British movie. No, but, I mean it's still European. Yeah, uh, I mean that would it would probably piss both the French and the British off for me to uh, confuse the two. We understand and we apologize, but, but it's you know it's easy to confuse sometimes. And it reminded me, the way it was sort of hunched at the end of the bed, reminded me, God, I can't remember, but the that painting, there's a famous oh. painting of the figure at the end of the bed. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
God, I can't remember the name of it, but I think <sighs> I, I mean if you're a horror fan, you probably it's like know it's what almost I'm like American, and I won't say American Gothic, but it's like a Gothic style. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The sort of demon thing, and it reminded me kind of of that and of like The Grudge. Yeah, like it's a good point. Or The Ring. It could be or either of those, really. Like, yeah, I mean, you could plug in said character out of those films, and it would fit exactly. Well, not exactly, but. Almost to the point of what we're getting at here. And it lets out like this really hellish scream, which cues in our title, our main title, Martyrs. Martyrs. And now, I mean, now knowing what it is, it's almost even creepier. But. Yeah, man. So you're not really sure at this point whether she's seeing like this, this I don't know, a demon or like a crawler or whatever you know, name you want to attach to that, that figure. It's the creature. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's the director does clear it up in an interview. He call he makes sure that the creature, he's like, the interview's like what, and what, whatever you call this, this thing, this da da da, and the director's the like it's called the creature. It's a creature. He's like yeah. it's the creature. It's no big deal. <laughs> so yeah. it's the creature. All right, I like it, man. That's that'll make it easier for me throughout my notes too. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. So at this point, like I said, we're we know this girl has some uh, some really psychological damage going on. <laughs> then it starts in the. The movie starts with a pretty good little fake out. Yeah, I liked it with the the guy chasing the gal. Yeah, but how? Right before it, it says how many years in the future are we now? Oh, uh, fifteen. Fifteen years, right? So it says, "Cans, uh, as Blutard." Mm-hmm. <laughs> fifteen years later. <laughs> um, but you're right. It does. It, psych, it psychs you out because it goes to like a neighborhood setting, maybe, of like a house in the street. You know, a little street shot. And you're right. It goes to like a girl. She's screaming. And it, and it is a misdirection play because you think she's honestly getting chased. Yeah. She lets out, like, and she's running through a hallway in the home, and then she eventually gets tackled, and she's holding something in her hand, and she kind of, she she's, you know, she has, like, this, I don't know, these, these kind of little tension displays on her face, you know. Looks like she's struggling a bit, and then she lets out a giggle or a laugh. Yeah, know? it's brother and sister. Yeah, psych out. <laughs> she had grabbed a fucking love letter like, yeah, of his exactly. to his darling off wherever. Wherever land she's at. Off to school somewhere. Honestly, like, so the whole point of the next, like, we could go into the details, but the whole point of the next seven minutes is they end up, like, sitting down for breakfast. Yep. Giving each other shit. The kid, he doesn't do too well in school. No, the, the mom mom's kind is... of fed up with, well, the mom's outside at first. Yep. She's working uh, on like some kind of plumbing in this ditch. Oh, on like these big water valves, maybe. Which comes in useful later. Yeah. But then she ends up coming inside to sort of chew out the kid some. Yeah, because seems he's a, like it seems like he's a flunky. He's a flunky. The only reason he wants to go to college is so that to he can move to the sweetheart. same town as his sweetheart, basically. Yeah. And, she, and they all give him shit about it. And it looks like the girl's really good at swimming. Yeah. You know, you see like uh, little newspaper clippings and. The newspaper clipping comes back too, but yeah, and you see like little pictures and whatnot. But knock at the it, door. Not, yeah, there's either a knock or a ring. I think. I think the doorbell rings. This is when, uh, yeah, this is when shit gets real. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, God, who who opened it? it was... So so when the doorbell rings, it like I said, it stops the conversation of mom chewing out the son and the you know the the daughter giving the boy shit, and then the father's kind of like you know being passe about it. But he goes to answer the door, and then he's carrying on a conversation with the girl. Oh, uh, yep. I can't remember exactly what they're talking about. They, they go on about something. Uh, but he goes to answer the door, and as soon as he does, he kind of he stops, he freezes. And he almost looks like he recognizes maybe. Maybe not. 
It's really quick. It's really quick. Maybe a second. Shotgun blast. Boom. Between the torso. <laughs> yeah, it's like, boom. This movie's already kicked off. Boom. Blows him away. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. I mean, he gets like flown into like this, I don't know, a cabinet of some sort. Uh, holy walks shit. in and gets mom. Mom gets shot, drops mom. Marie, she runs off because that's when uh, Lucy, we find out, it's an older yep. Lucy. She's reloading that shotgun. You see the son, he's still in the kitchen. Like, um, near, I guess, like, the little, um, I don't know, almost like a pantry area, maybe. She stops him. He, uh, he sits down. She, you know, tells him to sit down. They have a conversation, and she asks how old he is. Uh, he tells her that um, he's 18. Then she asks, she's like, do you know what your parents did? And he's like, he doesn't say no. He just kind of, you know, shrugs his, his head like no. And then it kind of sets her off. Yeah, and... <sighs> Blows him away. Yeah, I mean, she looks at him and then boom, pumps a shell right in his his chest, and you know, and you see it like go out his back and it opens up that little little yeah, door or whatever. Pretty it's intense, nasty. man. Yeah, and the sister almost gets away, but she ends up shooting her. Too. Yeah, she goes in the hallway. She winds up hearing the girl whimper underneath a bed in one of the bedrooms. She jumps on the bed and she's like reloading and she pumps a shotgun shell through the bed. And it misses the girl, but the girl's like crying. She's distraught. She crawls off. She manages to run away, and then that's when uh, Lucy winds up pumping around and shoots the girl in the back. And you see the girl plop over, and she's done. And then that's when I think Lucy she starts to like she ha- I put down like a rage cry. She starts to rage cry. Yeah, she breaks down and shit. Yeah, and it, it was at this point for me where I'm like, okay, so. So we're this is gonna be like a like a revenge yeah. horror flick. Yeah, like, you. Okay. I mean that it totally gives off those vibes. I'm right like now. okay, so I'm down with a revenge flick. So why did she kill the whole family though? And is this it? And like if this is it, then why is it showing me this already? Yeah, because we're like may, what maybe maybe 15 minutes into the movie. Because this is almost even playing out like uh, I guess I I kind of want to say almost like high tension ish a little bit, which yeah. is kind of. Which kind of borders on like revenge slashery with some other surrealist. So, yeah, exactly. Aspects. I can understand that. Yeah. And this one, I was like, okay, this is kind of revengey. But if is that it? Well, let's let's keep on. Let's keep going. And see where we go with this. Where where it takes us, right? So we see, um, like I said, she finishes off the whole family. She starts to rage cry. I think she goes over to mom, and. Um, she starts to like shake her and starts to ask her, you know, how how she could do this, like why she why did you do this? You know, she starts to lose it. And then I think she hears like a noise. She gets the shotgun and all that stuff. I think um no, no, I think after she starts to ask, she like pumps a shotgun shell into the ceiling. Then you see like the the birds fly off. That's what happens. The birds fly oh, off in the yeah. background. Then it cues to uh our girl Anna, a little bit older, a little bit uh more refined, shall we say? pretty cute yeah oh that was the one other thing though the it, it went to the 15 years in the future yes so we saw an older Lucy. back with back with the family well, when we were <clears> back <throat> with the family when they're all sitting around the dinner table mm-hmm. or you know the i think it was more breakfast time but yeah basically i thought the girl might have been like an adopted anna After she got over her problems, because she was obviously way more normal than Lucy in the asylum. That obviously was not the case very quickly. But when I first got there, I was like, is this what's going on? 
And then I was like, nope, that's absolutely not what's going on. Especially because, like you say, now we see Anna. She's hanging out. And... Yeah, she's like in a, in, I don't know, a small little car, a little sedan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's eating a sandwich, apparently. And then you hear a, a phone ring. It's like a pay phone ringing. She gets out. She rushes over to it. Uh, she picks up, and we find out uh, who she's talking to at this point. She's Lucy calls Lucy. her up, all freaked out. Yeah, she tells her that she found the people who did this to her, the found the, the whole family, apparently. And Anna kind of knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, but, but she, she was just supposed to make sure gun. it was them. Yeah, she's only supposed to go there to scout to make sure it is them precisely. Lucy's like, oh, it was them, so I did it. Yeah, it's just like, you I had are, to do what? I had to do what I had to do. Basically, oh like, shit. Well, give me your address. Yeah, so she writes down the address. Like a good friend goes to help out. Yeah, so after they have the conversation, that's when um, Lucy puts down the phone. She she doesn't really even hang it up. She just puts it down the receiver. I kind of dug that phone. Did you see it? Yeah, it was the the handheld uh, with the. It was still corded. Yeah. Oh yeah. And on the the handheld receiver was a little mini fucking. Uh, Rotary? Rotary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are dope, man. I liked that. Yeah. It's, you know, good times, dude, back then. But, uh, yeah, after she does it, I think what she's doing, she's basically, like, almost calming herself down and, like, killing a little bit of time uh, before Anna shows up. And she winds up, uh, I think she winds up, like, eventually laying down on a sofa and kind of, like, looking at her hands covered in blood, kind of playing with her fingers or whatever. And she's kind of out of it. Oh, yeah. But then she starts hearing the rasping again. That we recognize from two minutes ago, or whatever. yeah, it's almost she doesn't she hear like chain scraping mm-hmm. or something like that to that effect. And it, she starts you know, like she gets ready, like she jumps up, she starts to put rounds back into the shotgun, lamps these old shells, puts the new ones in. But uh, then she goes and she makes sure she gets her hand covered and, in, in the, the mom's mom blood. blood, and she's like, "Didn't you ask me to do this? Like, look, I did it. Like, I did it." Yeah, she's pleading at this and point. And I was like, "Is she doing this to appease something?" And I'm like. And the other thing I'm wondering, I'm like, is this something real? Mm. I'm like, it definitely probably isn't real. Yeah. Because I know the way these movies go. But all I've heard is that this movie is not so. <laughs> Think could be real. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly because, like, doesn't she, like, she right before she goes into, like, the little kitchenette, she sees, she, like, rounds a corner, she sees that little figure on the ground next to mom. Mm-hmm. And then it scampers off. <laughs> like, oh, shit, what is that? <laughs> Well, then it fucking attacks her. Oh, it fucks her up. And it wails on her for a bit. Uh, it, it attacks her with the straight blade that she had. Well, it fucking just beats on her for a bit first and then ends up grabbing the straight blade. Yeah, because I think uh, Lucy winds up like slashing it in the, the upper knee area of thigh. It doesn't matter. Yeah, she got... But anyhow, she, she winds up getting slashed well, up. And this first one, it's weird because this first one... It's it's kind of a more traditional attack, like a lot of like quick cuts and stuff. Yeah. You don't really get to see the creature that well. No, not um, really. Not really. There's a lot of focus, mostly in on on Lucy, Lucy and yep. she gets her fucking back cut up bad. She gets slashed up really, really bad. Um, she she eventually gets away. Like she takes a, a nice slicing. She runs upstairs into like this little closet. Honestly, it's not a little closet. It's a pretty decent sized closet. But she winds up closing herself in there, away from the monster or the creature, right? And the creature, I think, it bangs up against the door one good time, and then eventually, well, and she freaks out, and the banging uh, and stuff how it makes her remember it reminds, a small portion yeah, of her torture. It's um, I think there was like a like a like a like a like a knock on the floor, like a mm-hmm. constant knock. 
And it does. It reminds her of being in that chair. Knocking. And she looks over and sees it until her face gets pushed back. And it's just this ingenious, like quick fucking yeah. pop back to her fucking going back and with her, covering like her, her covering her, yeah, to make sure she doesn't cry out. That's brilliant. I, I like oh, that. That was so fucking good, dude. Yeah, that oh was that was, that was a really cool scene. Oh, uh, oh my god, I loved that. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> nice. What happens? Oh, then she does end up running out of there, and as she does, she runs into Anna. Well, yeah. Oh, hold on, doesn't there like um, does, like she puts her hand out like to slide it out. And then the, oh, it the creature attacks her, like slashes her fucking hand a little bit. Then she she does. She winds up getting away. She runs outside. Uh, she runs right into Anna, where like she kind of run tackles into her, and uh, that's where you know they catch up. Anna starts to to see the wounds and scars and slash the back, and you know Lucy's filling her in on what happened. And she's like, she's here. Yeah, she's here. She's inside. And Anna's mostly oh, just chiding her, like, you called from the house, they're going to know it's us. Yeah. But she still brings her in. She kind of has a little bit of a breakdown in the bathroom, but then she goes to cleaning Lucy's wounds and shit. Yeah, she's like, I think, yeah, she starts to cry because she sees all that carnage inside. We're talking mm-hmm. about Anna. Um, yeah, it, it fucks her up, you know? Because she, she, she doesn't really know for if this is really, like, the the real deal or not. Yeah, she's still sort of assimilating it all, but she's also trying to have to comfort Lucy at the same time. She she has a big task. Like she has to decipher whether or not her friend has really lost it, like completely gone, and this is a completely random family, or if this is the real family and how to deal with it. Yeah, it's, she's teetering on a lot of fucking real hardcore shit right now. And she goes and she hides the bodies, and after Damn. a little bit of all that, they have a weird little part where she she weirdly tries to tries to to kiss Lucy. Yeah, like they're comforting each other, and I think she, I think, I think Lucy kisses her on the neck, maybe like you know, just like a friendly kiss. And then Anna goes for it; she kisses her on the lips. She's like, "What are you doing?" The implication later on when she's talking to her mom is that they are together. Yeah. And it's more like, what are you doing? Because, like, this is neither the time nor place. Yeah, and she's exactly. like, you're fucking one to talk. Like, you're the one that got, goddamn caused it. Like, <laughs> I know, you came in here all fucking, you know, I don't know, Charles Bronson style <laughs> shit, you know? Right? Just fucking blowing people away like this is fucking death wish. God damn. Yeah, but uh, I think right before that, like, when, when, when Alna's kind of losing it in the washroom, doesn't she tell her about the smells? Like, like this is what... Oh, yeah, she kind of she kind of gets on her. She's like... No, this ma- is making the you smells that shit. I had to like, smell. I had to smell this when she fucking come in and beat me every day or whatever. Like. Yeah, so she's telling her, you know, don't feel too bad for these people. Uh, she has to smell this shit all the time. But after she gets fresh with her, um, I think she, Lucy starts to lay down uh, in one of the bedrooms. And she's like dreaming of, uh, I think when she was a hostage. So she has like another little flashback of when she was a yeah. kid. And, you know, was going through all that shit. She wakes up in Marie's room is where I, I put down. And she's like in her panties and I guess little, you know, little top. Well, you know, not, you know I, I ain't yeah. hating. Anna's out taking care of the bodies. <laughs> yeah, she's dragging a body outside in the rain. It's like hardcore raining outside. And Lucy winds up going over to the to the windowsill and looks out and sees, you know, Anna dragging a body out in the rain. It's actually kind of a, a whole long, beautiful scene of them observing each other. Yeah, but I what it, it breaks down to like three minutes later is... Mom wakes up. After all the rest of the bodies are moved, mom wakes up. 
Yeah, because mom's not dead. Anna's go. She goes back in there, I guess, after dragging that body in the rain to, I guess, kind of wash up maybe a little bit. And then yeah, mom kind of comes to because she's got a daughter laying on her. She lets out a you know yell, and that kind of, I think that sets Lucy off upstairs. She hears it, but she's not quite sure if it's the creature or not. And yeah, and Lucy comes down. Anna manages to be like, no, uh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, just I have this body, whatever. Uh, yeah, she's trying to help the mom, which is not probably not a good idea. Lucy goes back upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Anna's like, uh, I'm gonna help the mom. Lucy goes back upstairs, and the creature attacks. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like the series of events, because I think she she's dragging the girl outside, the little girl. Uh, yeah, and then that's when I think like glass shatters. The creature's attacking, and it's a fucked up attack. What happens upstairs? <laughs> You want to go into it, or do you have the notes for it? Uh, I'm not sure if I have the notes of exactly what happened. I just know, I remember that it attacked in the bathroom upstairs? Yeah, it's like, in, like uh, I guess the door's locked, and she's, uh, like that creature is underneath like the tub, kind of like, I don't know, it's got... Oh yeah, this is where you first start getting fuck, to see man. the creature a little bit better, and it's, it definitely was like a, a battered, naked woman, but it definitely would com- appear mostly like contorted and yeah, it's fucked up, wrapping man. around things, kind of like letting out her. these little demon noises. It's you know, fucked it's, up, dude. Yeah, you, it's it's up with this way. Any any sane person would not want to be in that situation if it were real and or not real. <laughs> Wouldn't be uh, a fun trip, let's put it that way. <laughs> That's the circumstances. I can't, so, what what was the, what ended up happening to her? I know that she ended Uh, up getting away at the end. Yeah, they wound up running back into a bedroom, and uh, they closed the door. Oh, that's right, and the creature pounds against the door a couple times. Yeah, and I think Anna kind of, every time she goes to it, Lucy keeps backing her off, you know, keeps kind of shying her away, whatever. And um, anyhow, I think eventually Lucy starts to plead with with, uh, the creature once again, you know, about, maybe taking care of a task for it. Mm-hmm. Anna starts to calm Lucy down. Uh, I think that's when the lights start to flicker in the house, right? You know, as they're kind of comforting each other. Then it shows like a, a scene. It cuts back into a, a montage, maybe a little uh, scene of young Lucy being force-fed while she's in the chair. And so every time she like spits out the food, I wrote down like she got slapped. Yeah. Like she, she got her hair pulled back or her head pulled back and gets slapped in the face, gets force-fed again. So I was like, ooh, this this scene depicts, I guess, like what was going on during that time period. And then eventually she gets out. Like she's. Yeah, this was neat because it was kind of, it shows how she gets away. And she gets sort of this weird lucky push in. And it's the woman that's doing that, which maybe it pretends back to the woman in the house. She like I think she winds up snapping her ankle. Like mm-hmm. fucking snaps her ankle really where bad. The, where the chain was attached to in the yeah. floor. Uh, and at this point, she had been unhooked for for part of it for some reason. I think or... probably to take her daily beating. Yeah, basically. Uh, well, yeah, because they are unhooked for their daily beating. We see that. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. But she manages to get out, and she winds up going over. She hears like screams from a like a distant room. Mm-hmm. She goes over, and the woman's like telling her, "You don't want to go in there." She winds up going in there anyhow, and she sees what another little girl in a chair. Maybe who's in a different stage of that torture, perhaps, mm-hmm. and um, she tells and her she ends up getting out. She she tells her she's sorry. Oh yeah, she's like you know she's like she she says something like I know she says I'm sorry, but she says something else to the effect like um, 
you know, I'm I'm sorry that that I can't help you or some shit like that. She's like, you know, I, there's nothing I can do, basically. And then that's when you see her running out, which we saw at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. So it kind of catches you up to speed of how she escaped. Then you see that Anna has locked Lucy. In yeah. The room. So since Lucy's been sleeping the whole time, she did. She got locked in the bedroom. And this she's is trying when to Anna help. Tries to help the mom, the mother out. Yeah. And Only Lucy can to be, hear. Yeah, she can hear her, but she's not sure once again. Uh, but yeah, this is once again. This is when you hear the glass shatter from upstairs. This is when I, I put. Uh, I guess Anna. Oh, I know what happens. Anna. I think she breaks. She busts out a window in the bedroom. I guess she escaped out that way. Anyway, the point is, is that they're really she gets interrupted. Back in. uh, well, my notes. Holy shit! Say, stop. Hammer time. Yep. Stop. Hammer time. Because that's what happens. Uh, Lucy comes back. Witnesses. Anna and mom having their little moment, and then she goes hammer time on mom, and she fucks mom up. She finishes mom. Yeah, whack across the chin, then a bunch. Round two, finish that bitch. She finished her. <laughs> and then starts raging at Anna for Anna for for helping out. And yeah, shit. she's just like the others at this point. She believes that she's crazy. You're and she looks like at others. her and says, it's over, which sort of also implies that they were together. Yeah. So I, you know, I think it's. It's a safe assumption to say mm-hmm. that they were probably a couple. Then the creature's back. Creature's back. And you get a really good enough you get a good enough look to see that it's that other girl that she saw when she was Yeah, and, and isn't she like that little girl figure at the top of the stairs and she's trying to talk to her and she says, Look, I finished them off. They're all dead. Yep. And then it starts to come downstairs, but it's still making those like low little rumbles. And, um, anyhow, I think that's when the fucking figure attacks again. Still attacks. Starts to slash the shit out of her, like, down her arm. So this is where you first really see that it's not the creature, it's her. Yeah, it flashes back and forth between what Anna's seeing and what Lucy's seeing. Yeah, and what Lucy's seeing is totally different from what Lucy's So I had to make a note here, because creature makes Lucy... Slit all the way down both of her arms. From, like, her bicep down. Oh, it's gnarly, too. And I had to pause it, because I was like, oh, this is fucked up. Like, I didn't know She's a deep cutter. Like, I didn't know that this was, like, a (laughs) made-for-TV, like, hour and ten-minute episode. Like, we must be going into the third act. Yeah. No, we're, like, 40 minutes in. If that. If that. I don't even know if we're that far in. This is, like... This is... Like the beginning yeah, of the second Yeah, we're probably close act. to 40 minutes in. Yeah. 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 I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's still like an hour left of this movie. Yeah, right. right and the main it. character is slitting. So far, this movie's realistic enough that she's not coming back from that. Yeah, it's like she's slicing herself up really good. And then she starts to get, in her mind, the creature slamming her against the, the wall crouched down slamming her head against the wall but she's really doing it to herself and Anna's you know witnessing that and she goes over to kind of stop her from doing that and that triggers uh, Lucy to stand up and she darts off and crashes through a window and it drops her outside and um, that's when you can really see like the cuts are like fucking ugh man but she gets up she gets up in the rain looks back yeah Lucy's I mean Lucy uh, Anna's in that little I don't know that little place where she ran out of the window she's looking at her and she's calling to her and she slits her own neck 
she picks up a piece of glass, yeah, and looks right at Anna and slits her own throat. And then Anna runs over and catches her just as she's falling. And then they have a moment, or at least Anna tries to have a moment. She's like, no. Yeah. No. Uh, this Whoa. is right before the halfway point of the movie. What the fuck? Yeah. So we're at the halfway point, right? I was like, what kind of movie is this? What the shit is going on? What just happened? Also, that wasn't the creature. That was no, Lucy. That was Lucy. She realized that she's always going to be crazy. Yeah. No, you're right. She realized at this point that, that it's always going to be with her, regardless of the fact that she did what it asked. Yeah, and it's still there. Like that was her way of getting rid of the guilt, maybe from that. Lo- like not helping that little girl out. Mm-hmm. That's that's maybe what you know what she was dealing with. But anywho. Uh, so we're halfway through the film, maybe at this point, and uh, major bombshell just went off. Right, one of the main actresses is dead. Anna washes the body off, has a little moment with it and shit. Yeah. Ends up calling her mom. Uh, the conversation basically implies that Anna was in the asylum because her parents beat her. Yeah, her her mom starts to like kind of guilt trip apologize like oh i'm sorry you know you weren't raised properly and you know all this don't stuff you think that you. shit stays with me too i can remember yeah. it all too she's, yeah exactly she's trying to play a victim card as well but and then uh, she goes are you still with that girl da, 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 da. Then she's a she's a bitch loser pervert this and yeah that. but she, she starts, starts to hearing her shit like the hammer uh, falls over yeah the hammer falls over like on this little dresser top dresser drawer or some shit and knocks out this tile and she doesn't really pay a mind to it. And then she hears it finally hit the bottom, maybe. And, and it took like, a what while. What's going on? So yeah. she just puts down the phone and goes to check it out. Fucking secret basement. Yeah. And she, I'm like, whoa. whoa, wait. Where is this movie going? Hold on now. Wait a minute. Now there's a secret basement? Yeah. And this is, I would say this is where, at, at the point in the film, like, so you're in the halfway point. This is the, the downward spiral of this film. <laughs> I feel like this is. Towards we're starting to get towards the downward spiral, and some of the intense imagery is starting to come up too. So she goes down in the basement, and there's mm-hmm. four big fame, framed photographs. Of yeah, four people who all have something in common that I didn't pick out at first, but the right. movie makes you point pick it out later on. So we'll just get to it sequentially at this point. Yeah. So you do see a series of, of like old see, photos, but they're like but poster size that they have in common at first is they've all been very obviously either tortured or in mutilated dire or some sort circumstances. Well, like the, the kid could have just been like, I mean, it was a starving black child. Yeah, it could have that's actually like just been in a starving malnourished and whatnot. Yeah. To the, unfortunately, to the Right. It is a reality in this world. Well, no, it is. But, you know, and it but is the others, reality. like, one of them was obviously tortured. Yeah, one was like, uh, didn't she have, like, a child out of wedlock? And they, they yeah, you find this out the that. stories behind yeah. at least one or two of them. Yeah, I mean, it, it carries on eventually. But what, what we're witnessing are, like, a series of events, like, some pretty heavy events. You're like, so the family was fucked up they have a secret yeah she's i put she starts to discover the martyr chamber of horrors is what i put this is how i describe it the yeah the martyr chamber of horrors (laughs) because she does she it's like almost like a um a bunker of sorts and it's almost like a almost like a surgical hospital setting the way it's set up you know it's very clinical yeah and she goes and she finds uh another hatch leading even further down yeah 
goes in. There's some keys right next to it. Unlocks yeah, it, it does. And it, it covers another underground bunker, maybe, another like with a series of stairs or extra, a ladder. A ladder. Yeah, a ladder, some extra rooms. Goes down there. And she discovers something. Another, another gal. This is like, this is, uh, you know, for the first time watching it, too, after, like, said, so we're maybe. Well, I want to hear what you point, have to say. Even with, it, the, yeah. even with the secret basement at this point, I'm like. Well, maybe she's now, like, maybe this put her over the line. Like, we saw her have that moment with the body and shit. Yeah. And, like, you thought maybe she obviously was obviously deep in her stages of grief. Maybe, maybe she was starting to project things. Yeah. And she just, you know, leaves off, just dazes off and leaves off this phone conversation yeah. with her mom. Like, I could see But that. as soon as she finds another <sighs> chained person, looking almost exactly the same the same sort of things have been going on yeah and she had never seen that herself i was like oh so this is real like she's seeing this they have a secret basement the family was completely fucked up oh yeah totally fucked up and the person that she finds looks a lot like the creature that um lucy was hallucinating about but had a lot quite. of not quite, but it had a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. which we'll find out here in a little bit. Um, but man, yeah, she defined like I said, she I put down she discovers finds a, a chained up victim, um, right? And it's like, oh man, it, that's pretty. It's gruesome too. Uh, and she doesn't have like one a of metal the main, plate. One of the main differences Ugh. is there's like this this metal eye covering, yeah, that it's looks a, like it's just sort of clamped on, and it's even worse, which we'll find out here in a little bit. Uh, there's also uh, barbed wire wrapped around her torso. I yeah, she's fucked. Which isn't it? something you actually see in any of the other parts of the movie, which I thought was kind of weird. But yeah, there there's a little nerd in me that's about to come up. Um, but you know, she eventually gets her free. I think she well, like some of the, the keys that she found. Maybe had the a key mm-hmm. to the to the shackle she was you know attached to. Oh, yeah, that's right. She takes her back upstairs. But uh, hold on, oh. I was just thinking. This is this is the nerd coming to me. I was like, all right, you're telling me that that girl who was chained up or that victim that was chained up had a climb up those damn stairs that would have took forever and hauling her up there think about that that's like (sighs) it's a good thing that they just cut past that part yeah because me like being like being a nerd i was like hold on this you know technically speaking that that sounds like that's that's a lot of fucking work (laughs) they skipped out (laughs) they skipped out on because that'd be a struggle trying to get somebody who looked like that up those fucking that ladder all the way back up another series of ladders (laughs) I don't think so. But anywho, anyhow, that's just a nerd out moment. But uh, yeah, she gets her upstairs and... Um, she's trying to take care of her. Like it's her, to, like trying to wipe her down and shit. Yeah, she does, like has a little sponge, I think. So, like yeah, she's sponge, sponging her. Gets her into the bath eventually. And this is when she tries to take off the, the headpiece and you find out kind of what's going on. And she yeah. has to... Well, she puts it in her tub. Like yeah. She, yeah, and it freaks her out a little bit. But she, she eventually calms, calms her down. Her. Yeah. Man, but she does. She gets like... She pries. She starts to pry and around these that giant, oh, like God. industrial staples for like, I don't know, man, some heavy duty shit. Just straight into her skull, like three of them, just keeping this clamped on. Yeah. And as man. soon as she gets it off, she manages screaming. to uh, just screaming, Ooh. but gets her covered up because yeah. who knows how long her eyes had. And f- yeah, exactly how how her eyes would be uh, exposed to light. Her wounds oxidizing at this point, so yeah, she does. She wraps her up in a towel, and starts to comfort her, and tells her, you know, just relax. Water's getting all bloody. Oh uh, yeah, see, I mean, she's been so cut on, she's been beat on, malnourished. 
I put I put gruesome. That's what I put. It's fucking. It's bad, dude. <laughs> this is my adjective. I was like, man, that scene was gruesome. Then you get a scene deep. like she's cradling Lucy's body Shit. all night, basically. Yeah, she does. She goes down uh, to where Lucy's. Like, she's Lucy's covered in a hole, maybe like a blanket. Yeah, like a white like blanket. That. She's all wrapped up. Yeah, and then she starts to ask her for forgiveness because I think she realizes that Lucy wasn't as, as crazy as she thought. No, and Anna doesn't quite know what to do. She's basically like living in this house right now and gradually oh, like man. taking care of bodies and shit. Yeah, and she she's taking care of victims, of bodies, and holy fuck, man. Think about this, man. Of all the people that we've witnessed in the films, like having to deal with fucked up situations, this would probably top one of the lists. You know, you could you could describe it as like, uh, shit, and um, dead alive. You know, where he has to deal with all these dead corpses, stuff like that. There's, you can there's a it weird back. parallel to this because this is almost like the serious version where she's just sort of man. trying to take care of all this the best she can, but she can't like call it in because. Her friend came over and fucking... Did all this. Killed an entire family. This is what they call aiding and abetting, I suppose. <laughs> to the nth degree, but... No. She was planning with her to come over and do something. Yeah, like, at least at least make sure that these are the people that they're seeking. And it goes totally different way. But different now that direction. she's awake, she starts hearing something. She runs... Well, she hears something, sort of shrugs it off for a second, hears it again, runs, and it's... The victim mm-hmm. who's chopping into her own. Yeah, rest. she hears. She hears like yeah. She hears it crying or whimpering. She discovers it like yeah, gnawing. Like I think it has like a like a butcher's blade or some shit. Uh, and she stops. You know, ooh. obviously starts fighting with her to try to get her to stop. Gets thrown off. Yeah, she gets uh, beat a couple times by that fucking yeah. thing. It's strong. Yeah. The victim runs off into the hallway yeah. and sort of starts like forcibly like rubbing her head all over the wall. Kind of like scratching itself uh, like it's back and it's head up against the wall. Turns and goes to attack and kaboom. Headshot. Yeah, What man. the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, so th- that that victim does like you hear another, like another shotgun pump it blows out the front of her skull. Like, it goes through her, her forehead and comes out the back of her skull. And, it, you know, Anna's on the floor witnessing all of that. And then, like, this group of people start to come in. And there's a woman. So, oh, first, it's a woman. Yeah. So, Secret Basement almost had me thinking, like, Human Centipede for a second. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But, obviously, that only lasts for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Because now you have this happen. And, immediately, this is where it sort of goes, like, hostile. Because now you have like this organization that does this shit, that's taking care of this shit, and these agents, uh, enforcers. Yeah, they're all kind of dressed the same too, like personnel, of course. Whatever, move in, fucking, basically sweep the place. Yeah, they do. They they take the victim out. Anna gets confronted by this woman that's a part of this little group. Yeah, they bring in this lady. She asks uh, who she is. Then she starts to tell the story of of uh, Lucy, which is probably not a good idea. So this, oh my god! So this is where this movie told her she should have never been there. Well, yeah, should have never been there, but that this shouldn't have happened. Yeah, but she has. I mean, this whole sequence is sort of exposition as to sort of why this happened in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it gets back to the whole point of what this and movie this is about. Gets insane. Uh, I don't. So she's explaining that Lucy was a victim. Uh, that almost 
they're all victims in a way that yeah. we're all victims. She kind of makes mention that the world is victims. Yeah. Which is kind of what the director had in mind when he wrote this, actually. This, I can understand This that. movie's very, a very extreme form of looking at the pain that all of us go through. Yeah. As he's mentioned. On different levels. On different levels. He's mentioned a number of times in different interviews. And that makes sense. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... Like so and no. they don't need victims. They need martyrs. A martyr yeah. is something different. Yeah, so, so that whole series of events, like, so once that, that, <laughs> fucking victim gets blasted, dude, Anna starts to get dragged back down into the chamber, right? Then they set up, then they set up, like, um, like a series of tables and chairs, but then they have, like, the other people disposing of all the bodies, including Lucy and the girl and the family, into that ditch. They start to cover it back up. And then that's when the madam, the mademoiselle, like you see, like then like a, a Mercedes pops up. Oh yeah, I was getting ahead of myself because she's yeah, that's the one okay. that's explaining. I'm just all trying to this. catch up a little yeah. little deets on it. Yeah. So so what eventually it is is like maybe this the leader of this group is an older lady. They call her the Madam or Mademoiselle, mm-hmm. and she comes in and then she starts explaining to Anna. Yeah, the whole point. Uh, she points out all those <laughs> pictures damn. and yeah, how none of those. None of those people in those pictures were dead during the pictures were taken. Yeah. They were in this transfixed she calls state it like a, beyond. Yeah, but beyond the, the earthly, I guess maybe, uh, experience into another, the otherworldly experience. Like, you become transfigured. Even though you're still alive technically, you're not experiencing this world. You're experiencing a whole different world. Uh, yeah, and so they're... They're trying to. They apply this torture, wow, to to just widen this this gap and the yeah to 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 basically break them, but break them in a certain way because victims break differently and yeah they all end up seeing these hallucinations when they break the wrong way. You're right. And she 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 describes that pain and suffering has to go through certain stages. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go through like a certain mental. You know, collapse. And she explains how she's like, yeah, so you step start by, step. by depriving them and this and that. And yeah. Um, what else she she says? She she talks about the, the the people in the picture. She's like, notice how they're like all women. And then like she she starts to describe each one of the victims in oh, those and pictures. And she describes them all. And but she mentions the some eyes. of their background. And she just points out where all their eyes are looking, and yeah. they're all looking up like towards the heavens. And there's and she, but she specifically one. pointed out like some of them were lifelong atheists, and this yeah. and that. And like she did make a point so, of that. So what's going on? Like we, yeah, we know that they're in this state, but but she's saying that they're still alive during that state. Like I said, look in their eyes at the time of the the photographs being taken; they were still alive. So we're trying to induce this state, and yeah. it works best with young women. Yep. They're and more susceptible. that's when she gets drug off. And this is what I said. This is what, this is how I, I wrote that little scene, this sequence. I put, um, yeah, women are more susceptible to martyrdom. I said, and so it begins for Anna. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Anna winds up, wake, she wakes up being changed to a chair, kind of similar to, like, Lucy in the beginning of, like, toward the beginning of the film. And, it, and there's, like, ill-litted room, like, one of the chamber rooms. Uh, Ooh, she starts to scream, and she's pulling out the chains that are attached to the walls. This is this is actually kind of where it gets really intense because it just it's very it's very just matter of fact. It shows you yeah, there's, there's what's a happening, of then it'll fade repeatedly. out, and then it'll show you, and yeah. then it'll fade back out, and you just sort of see these series Anna of gradually 
break down. Yeah. So do you want to discuss them? Because, I mean, they are very, you know, there's a repeated fashion. It, well, it basically starts with her, like, down being, and first you see the deprivation and just her dealing with that. Yeah, just just not being, um, well, being chained up and not having any contact with anybody. Then she's being force-fed like you saw before. Slop, right? And then when she's gagging, just like the same result, she gets her head pulled back and then slapped. And if there's any still drool, dribbled on her, she gets very roughly cleaned up. Yep. Her hair is always kept out of her face. Yeah. There's there's no other talking or anything. There's no ordering of anything. There's simple movements. Yep. Uh, it's just very, like I said, it's very systematic. You know, it's just... That person is has a job, and that's what its job is: is to feed it, feed her slop, and force her to eat that slop, and then goes carries on about its business. Then yeah. she's deprived some more. She winds up uh, after that first one. I think she winds up like passing out. She wakes up, and she's like, she winds, she winds up like peeing in that little piss pot, mm-hmm. and she starts to cry because I'm not sure if she's like losing her bowels at that point, or if it's just the the fact that she's this is a reality, like this is her reality now. Then the big guy, I just wrote him as big dude. Yeah, like the light, you hear the ladder, boom, come down. He unchains her, kind of beats on her some. The first one sort of seemed like he was playing with her a little bit. Like he showed her like the open way to to the exit and beat on her when she went for it. But he didn't really do that any other time later on. The rest of the time was just sort of standard beating on her. There was one, I mean. Although he did, he did, like one of the times, like he, he holds her up and like makes sure he wait, she wakes up before he beats on her. But then he wails on her and picks her up and just lets her drop. And as she's dropping, he fucking just fires Wham. her right in the side of her fucking oh head. God damn. Holy he does. shit. He cranks one, man, as she's uh, falling. And so it's no no particular method to his madness. No, he's just beating on her. But it's only like, it's like 10, her. 15 seconds of beating. And then yeah, well, she's, she's out. Shackled back up. Shackled back up. Um, so like I said, she repeatedly gets knocked out. It's savage. Then there's a scene where she, like, I think it's the woman maybe that comes in, or maybe it's the man, I can't remember which one, but they start to, like, cut her hair. Like, Very roughly cutting, cutting her, hair. her hair. Yeah. They only show it the one time, but it kind of seems like it happens multiple times, because they leave her, and her hair is quite a bit longer than where it ends up during later on in the montage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have no idea how long this is actually going on. No, like, this could be Some days, of this shit is weeks. definitely happening for a while. Yeah, because it is a series of events. It can't all be happening in one day, I don't imagine. Uh, and honestly, that, that first little haircut, the like she's if it was cute. like evened up and shit, like, her hair looked pretty good short. Yeah, she's still cute. Her hair looked pretty good short. Yeah. Uh, nobody hating over here. Then you see her getting force-fed some more. Any more slop. I put down that she's, she's becoming a little bit more submissive in the eating aspect of it. But she's still strugg- She's still struggling, and she's still being a little rebellious. Well, yeah. As soon as she leaves, she like, she's tries struggling to... with the chains. Like she's struggling to try to escape. Then our homeboy comes back down to administer more beatings. <laughs> Beating. Then yep. she gets roughly sponge bathed. Yeah. Um, she's you know the, the woman comes down, changes the piss pot. Uh, she starts to sponge Anna's wounds, um, and then I put guess who's back? As a dude admin, more beatings. <laughs> While she's like in her room, he's still beating her. While she's like laying down on the mattress and shit. It's like, uh, God damn. But this time at the very end of it, she still she pushes him in the back. Still just trying to do something. Yeah, she does. She is fighting back a little bit in her own little struggle. But anyhow. Then she's sort of off her own land. You sort of hear uh, there's some really 
pretty music, honestly. Yeah, it's it's um it's very melancholic, is what I put. It's like a piano, guitar, little melody they're playing, but it has a very somber feel to it because what she's experiencing, man, it's like fucking. It hell. looked like a mix. So and she's she's sitting there. It's really pretty though. You're right. She's sitting there and in the chair, and it looked like somewhere between. Uh, Man. A painful, agonizing writhing, yeah. and like a almost like a religious fervor, or ecstasy coming over her. Yeah, she starts to take on the and appearance a little to... bit, like the young Lucy too, like mm-hmm. the way she looked. But you're right; she starts to uh, she's almost like starting to mumble, maybe a little bit to herself, starting to hallucinate because she does hear something or somebody. That's the thing that I I think there was a big difference with her, and that's why she's special because she doesn't fully hallucinate no not to the not to the extent that the the other people had she mostly just recalls a memory the other people all thought something was happening yes yes, she recalls a memory and she responds to it but not like she thought it was actually happening she just chooses to that's a good say that i miss you out loud yeah that's a good point uh, but she has a memory of of a memory of a conversation between her and Lucy, and it was a really fun, touching moment, especially in the midst of all this fucking horribleness. Yeah, it wasn't like about um about her letting go. Like they they talk about her um, her being able to go beyond what she had experienced. Mm-hmm. Like how how did you do it? Like that's basically what Lucy's explaining. Like how and it might not have it? actually been a conversation that she actually had. She yeah. might have been hallucinating something, but it's still not. Like what the other no no through. it's not like I said it's not like the um, a lucid hallucination no this is more like like I said more of a oh because you also find out that the other gal thought that she had uh, bugs crawling all over her and yeah like exactly she would rather cut off her arms than feel that anymore and that's probably why she had the thing over her eyes Sensory so she couldn't see herself so she couldn't or the bugs or whatever insects yeah that makes sense because everybody goes through different stages of that that pain suffering is what mm-hmm. they explain but eventually yeah like I said eventually you hear that. That piano gu- guitar melody that makes it very, I don't know, man, <laughs> gets you transfixed a little bit. But um, but after that's another feeding. Shit. But it's yeah, nice. Another, yeah, it's more controlled. The, the gal's wearing something different, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feeder. Instead of wearing the white, she's wearing a black outfit. Yeah, she is. And she's actually like, instead of just like robotic movements and like shoving it in her mouth, she's very slowly like making sure that she gets... Yeah, Each and bite. she uh, she even starts to uh, she tells her like she starts to discuss with her like she's like you're almost, you're almost there you know mm-hmm. um, you have one more step right? oh that's not quite yet oh is it she oh uh, it's like she talks about not being scared well because then what happens is it goes from the feeding to one more beating mm-hmm. oh yeah she does get beating again yeah. Except this one is on the bed. She doesn't... She's not in the other room. She's not being forced up against the wall. Mm -mm. She's taking one more beating, but it's in the room. It's in the bed. Yep. Uh, She just sort of gets to lie down. And as she passes out from that one, there's a little bit more of a... A dialogue. Of her hearing Lucy's voice. And Lucy's just reassuring her. She's like, you're not not scared anymore. Yeah, you're not Not scared scared anymore. You're not scared now. She's like, you're... So she's passed it, apparently. Yeah, she's she she accepts the fact of what's going what's happening, and that's when the gal, the nurse, yeah, she she comes back. Her, yep, tells her that there's just one more stage. Yeah, and then the doctor dressed in black. I wrote doctor dressed in black. It's actually just the dad, the big dude, whatever you want to call. Yeah, him. Yeah, exactly, man. 
Uh, I don't think these ones had kids, so no, no, no. It's, it's like just like they they put on almost like the same persona of that married couple per per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the man he just goes in, picks up Anna, puts her into like this body strap device, like this machine. Of some and I was sort. like, holy shit! Like I've been on one of those. Like that's a theme park ride, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. Exactly. That's a good point. And she gets hoisted up and like gets turned facing down, like her her whole face, you know, facing down in this machine. Um, and then the man goes over and he starts to scissor uh, her her shirt to remove her shirt. Then after the shirt's hmm. gone, he keeps cutting. Yeah, he keeps cutting. But if he if he's removed her shirt and he's still cutting, what could he be cutting? Well, you see uh, very quickly. Uh, you don't see it happen. You see these facial expressions of like this writhing pain, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And you have to imagine too now, like. Anna, she goes from like this really, really attractive, you know, girl, young woman, to like a battered, abused. Just she doesn't. She doesn't resemble anything what she looks like no. in the beginning of the film. She looks just got you know like pitiful, right? And you can. She still manages to, to kind of. She doesn't. She can't scream, but she writhes in pain. Her facial expressions, you can tell. But she's apparently maybe being flayed in the back. Next, you see her being carted. Are they like it's carted, carted back into, into a room? A, yeah, uh, I think it's just a different portion of the same room, but it kind of looks yeah. like it's a different room when they first show it. Uh, and she is wrapped up at first, but you can very quickly see what happened. Yeah, he he winds up chaining her like her arms up to like this post, maybe like mm-hmm. of some sort. But he's, he's de-skinned her. It's like what? What? <laughs> and yeah, and she's sort of just left chained there. Then you just sort of follow the big man up. Yeah, he goes upstairs. He starts to like and clean you see up, him clean himself off. He's and starting he to seems shower. to have a couple extra scratches on his, on neck, his neck that he didn't yeah. know about. But hmm. I don't. Yeah, I wonder what that's all about. But it was sort of just showing that then he goes and lives a normal family, just yeah. like the other ones used to. Uh, the wife is making the slop. She goes down to serve him. Yeah, she's like in the kitchen mixing it up and going to blender or whatever. They're having like a little. Conversation. He gives her the update on the situation. Yeah. But he goes back into a washroom, I guess, like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, He's starting and to wash. Or try it's to when he's washing the there, though, that you... Hear the woman scream. And at first you're like, what the shit? Why would, why would scream? And it yeah. cuts, to her, cuts to having conversation. She calls over, and the woman calls him Michael, is what I put. She calls over, she's like, come here, come here, Michael. And, um, and it cuts to her having conversation on the phone about it. She Yeah, she winds up calling the mademoiselle, and she tells her the news about Anna and her facial expression... And still being alive, the fact that she's still alive while this is and happening. She's like, I've never seen it expressed so something like vividly or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that. To this extent, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and she's definitely no longer seeing anything around her. No, you can tell she's transfixed on something else. Right. And you cut back to her. It cuts back to yeah, Anna. to Anna, and you see her splayed out like that. Yeah, and it zooms in, like she's yeah. skinned up to her neck. Yeah. And it zooms in, in her eyes, on her right? eyes. Yep. And it and reveals through. Like a, goes through her iris and it goes into like maybe like a tunnel vision of sorts, right? Then you start to see a bright light at the end of that tunnel and like the, these distorted sounds as well. Like, I don't know how to describe the sounds perhaps, but it's just kind of a, I don't know. But that's kind of it. And then it just keeps going through. All the way through the eye, and then it, it zooms back, back out of her iris. You see this white ring. 
And yeah, and it almost seems like there's this glow caught in her eyes after that. Yeah, but every time it pans, the further it pans out, the further we can't see it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not there, but for her, it's it's definitely there. Right, and then as soon as it, it pans out of the martyred Aunt Anna, you know, uh, we see a Mercedes Benz pull up. The madam, uh, the madam is inside. There's a storm in the distance. She starts to, you know, the to get caught up to speed on what's happening. She winds up going down in the chamber with a couple of the people. Uh, I put the At this cult point, members. Anna's been moved to. It was kind of this neat, like it was like this weird reclining table. Yeah, and kind of like, this like liquid of some sort. Yeah, there was edges to it so that there was liquid in it. So she yeah. was in this cool, like a little bath. Yeah, a calming bath, I guess. Yeah, for her wound. Oh, yeah, I put like she's in it's this not weird... wounds. It's a large, gigantic wound. Yeah, I mean, yes, so. her the skin of her back has been removed. The all skin of her, her everything except for like her face. Yeah, except for yeah, exactly. For it's her, not her... even up to just her neck. Like the back of her head is all done. Like, yeah, it's her just face her face. Left. Yeah, exactly. Just the skin on her face. Ooh, goddamn. Let's see. Oh yeah, she sees. Uh, she sees the state of of Anna, like the madam. She looks down at her in that little liquid bath that she's in. And then she starts to ask Anna about the other world. She asks, uh, you know, kind of like like the, well, maybe the state of see, her being. Did you see the other world? Yeah. Um, she starts to ask, like, questions about it, right? And then I think Anna starts to, like, whisper, maybe pulls her down. Or maybe she, like, just lowers herself down. She doesn't down. pull her down. No, there's no way. But, yeah, she mm-hmm. – <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, she's, she starts to whisper into the madam's ear. It's inaudible to us. But she's telling her what's, what she's experiencing maybe. And then we see a fleet or maybe a caravan of like these cars. There's a bunch of old people showing up, basically. Yeah, they Shit start to arrive at the home. There, there's a lot of old people. They're all dressed in black. It's almost like a funeral, but not really, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, people start to gather. They're shaking hands, you know, kind of like, I guess, you know, whatever. They're catching up to speed on each other. Uh, this man starts to go like maybe halfway up the, the series of stairs and starts to gather the Etienne. people around. Etienne, yeah. I caught his name. Uh, yeah, I wrote, his, I wrote his name down too. <laughs> He uh, he starts to catch the the crowd, the people, the gathering up the speed on Anna. Right over the course of events, what was it like the day prior um, around noonish? I come like twelve o three or whatever p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says she reached the state of martyrdom, and it lasted a little over two hours. Right, and she wound up telling the whole series of events to the madam, and I think she said she came out of it like around three. Yeah, between this time to this time, she was like out of it, and she related it to the events, and yep. she was kind of out of it. And since then, she's back into like a catatonic state. Right, exactly. So she had and this, this so, moment, but it was captured. Yeah, so she was martyred for like two hours, yeah. then lucid for like an hour, and now... In this catatonic state, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, but she wound up getting to tell like maybe over those two hours and some change uh, to the madam, who was about the report... Anna's story while she was in this transfigured state, right? So accused to ATN, like, you know, going well, upstairs. And he mentions, like, this is the fourth time we've been able to induce yeah, yeah, it, but this point. is the first time that it's been recalled. That's a good point, yep. Not just for such an extraordinary amount of time, but we've been able to recall it. Yeah, from start to finish, apparently. So, yeah, ATN, he goes upstairs, and the uh, madam... She's like removing her eyelashes and her makeup and her like little head shawl that she has on, and he's asking her about the authenticity of uh, Anna's crossing over, right? And he's asking, you know, was she clear? And she's like, yeah, crystal clear, right? And then the madam, as she's taking off all her stuff, it looks like Etienne's turn around and maybe go back to the crowd, you know, downstairs. 
and she's uh, on the other side of the door. She's asking him. She's like, "Have you ever imagined, you know, like the other, the other world?" The other Can side? you imagine what it is after death? Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I'm afraid that I haven't given it much thought." Right, and then she pulls out like a gun out of her handbag, or maybe out of her side. She pulls it out, and she's like, "Well, keep doubting, Etienne." Right? She puts mm-hmm. the gun in her mouth. Blam! Kills herself. Kills herself. Right? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it goes into closing credit montage. It's a closing credit montage, but right before the, the oh, right before you get a right shot. right before you get a shot of, of, of martyred Anna, like she's still in that little. Just catatonic in the... Yeah, she's just kind of still staring off in the distance. In a pan- Does it like pan to her face, maybe? I think so. Yeah, something like that. And then, like, boom, it cuts into the montage of those old 8mm home videos of the young Anna and the young uh, Lucy. The credits are rolling. The music kicks in. And that's basically the end of the film, right? Whew! So, all right... So from that last half, right, from the from the point where Lucy offs herself moving forward with Anna, Anna's side of the story, that was like a like like a holy shit experience. Like I, I the I, whole last the first time I watched I was not anticipating that at all. I mean I've been How processing this movie since I finished watching it at this point. I'm probably still gonna continue processing it for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's a lot to, to think uh, about. I do feel like although the ending seems kind of vague, especially at first, right. I do feel like the director definitely has a specific intention towards it, uh, and that's kind of why I definitely say it's a very like, nihilistic movie, because it's not a very positive outcome. No, no, no. I was thinking that the whole time, too, when um, the Mademoiselle was telling Etienne, we'll keep doubting. Yeah. Well, and at... I think that's really the telling line because that can, I believe that can, a lot of people can interpret that to be very open-ended. I see it a little bit more, I still, I see it a little bit more constrained because I feel like, I feel like you can't, you can't properly envision perfection or heaven or paradise or where you actually want to go. And he's like, when she asked him, he's like, no, well, you know, like, I, I don't really think about it. Like, I, I can't really, I can't really think of what's beyond death. And she's telling him, like, keep thinking that you can't. Turns out you can. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's either nothingness or... Exactly what you envision. Or not even necessarily that. Or it's just a loop for you. It could be, yeah. It With the way that the... Like the camera went through her eye, yeah, and then just came straight back out. That's a good point. Or, and with how uh, at the end, when the camera comes back to her, and she seems to, she seems almost to be back to martyrdom again, laying there on the table. The ending then cuts to the montage, but it's all her memories. It's all looping back again. And so it's all this pain that never huh. ends. Yeah, like a, like I see what you mean, like a, a series of never ending. Like yes, there's good loop. things, but there's also a lot but there's of pain not all that stuff that you're hoping to escape. Yeah, it's all just the same. You know, and that says a lot too about, like I said, existentialism and just dealing with maybe the the true reality of of what life is. You know, mm-hmm. like this is a series of events that. You know, you have good times, you have bad times, and don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't know, maybe more than what you anticipated to be. 
perhaps. And I do, I mean, I guess part of that is partially just because I did go through and read some of his interviews. And he, he specifically said in a few of them, he's like, the final edit of the movie, like, I made sure that, I made sure that it didn't say anything I didn't want it to say. Yeah. So there's definitely not, like, a hopeful outcome to no, what he's trying to say in this movie. He's definitely said that this movie has come from a very, like, personal, deep... Dark dark place where he's dealing with a lot of pain so there isn't that's part of the the hard part of this movie is that there isn't a shred of hope at the end of the movie it's a dark ending you know and that's that probably bodes for that last part with like the gathering of people maybe people who are very hopeful maybe like i said a lot of old people to give it that that effect of like maybe there is hope at this stage in their life of you know, like knowing that there's going to be an afterlife or some mm-hmm. some kind of answer to what's beyond this life, and that woman she destroys it for all of them. <laughs> and the movie also kind of plays a trick on you at the end, I think. Yeah, because part of the point of this movie is to experience it, no doubt. And before it cuts back to her on the table. It gives you the definition of a martyr. One of the definitions being a witness. Yep. And I feel like the movie put, over the course of it all, and it's sucking us in, put us in the place of the people in the crowd waiting for an answer. Yeah. Because we were. We were all anticipating an answer at the end. And we didn't get get one, but we, we got one. Yes, it wasn't the answer... A black and white answer, a yes or no. <laughs> but it was a very, very dark gray answer. Oh yeah, very dark gray matter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like this, like I said, I, everything about this film, like I said, from the 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 aspect of it being like perhaps a um, a revenge film in the beginning, to like the the main protagonist offing herself, you're like, oh shit, now what? Like you said, now what? To, like, these people showing up, she discovers... I mean, this like, movie keep... Fuck? Like I said, it's it's something... It's, it's an experience all of its own, because it yeah. keeps you guessing. At a certain point, you're definitely not... During the revenge, during the very beginning, when you're completely on Lucy's side, you're kind of rooting for her. Yeah, of course. By the end of it, you're oh, kind of wondering if she's gone off her rocker, and if yeah, what's actually going on. And we then you find out she out, was yeah. right. Yeah, through this. Uh, she, well, you, too, you got to remember, she went through a certain stage of all that, that pain and suffering. She didn't get to martyrdom. So she got to the stage where she was hallucinating. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as she went. And it still stayed with her. So that was the stage that she was stuck in the rest of her life. Right. Uh <sighs> But I mean, she was right. They were the right people. But no, stuff. she was like, absolutely right. And so you're like, that. okay, so maybe I should have been on her side. Yeah, but. It... But then you almost even at the end almost have to ask, like, if you can know the answer to the ultimate question. Is it really worth knowing? Is it. Is it. Like, is it worth causing that much pain and suffering? Yeah, because there is. And then I almost call it the that. most atheistic movie I've seen in a while because. They create their own way yeah, of viewing this afterlife to, like I said, I'm pretty sure he's trying to convey that there's either not one or that it's a loop of continual life sucks yeah. and his pain. 
Which you know it's it's interesting because like so you can you can break it down all the way down to like a like an astronomical you know cosmological kind of event. It, you you start thinking about black holes and event horizons and information and is it just a hologram or which is experiencing yeah. a loop? <laughs> you know it's like that. But, you know not necessarily but to that effect. Uh, so it's it, yeah it's pretty it's intense. And the funny thing is is that he has also called the movie very melodramatic. <laughs> so that would also be a very like teenagery angsty like everything sucks the life is pain yeah cue a cure song <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i love the cure but uh it, it you know it's this is the most depressing look at being an emo ever yeah well yeah <laughs> a french emo <laughs> a french emo uh, uh no it's it's weird man because it's like so you gotta think he was he was like I said, going, I guess going through a dark phase in his life, and this is how he's viewing through things, the world. But he gave us a fucking amazing movie with it. Yes, he Jesus did, man. Christ. Like I said, the first time I'd seen it, all the way up into this very recent viewing of it, um, it's still like, wow, man, this movie is, it's, it's awesome, it's intense, man. I'm actually either tonight or within the week going to show my brother-in-law this film, so you know, I'll be watching gonna, it again pretty soon. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to rewatch it soon, uh, but. I will have to watch something else sooner because. Well, yes, we talked about this as well. Uh, that's all we that we have to say, really. Yeah. About martyrs at this point. Yeah. No. Other, other than, than go watch like, it if you haven't already. Yeah. Fucking told. Go you. watch it. Listen to what we have to say about it, and you know, let us know whether or not you get the same effect, or if you have a different twist on it. We're gonna lighten it up. Yes, we are. This this is the this is the the moment in our viewing where we have to lighten it up a little bit because we start to get off, you know, into like. A rabbit hole where you don't want to go too far into it, and just uh, enough to see. In the this light. next movie, there definitely is an afterlife. Yes, yes, and this one has one of my favorite uh, comedic actors in it. I think, and uh, we're probably cheating a little bit by calling this a horror movie of any kind. It's almost damn near a straight comedy. It's a parody. Man. It's a parody, but it's a parody of a horror film. So I think it counts. I think it counts. We're going to do Repossessed. Yes, starring the great Leslie Nielsen. And uh, this is one of the movies that, I, if I'm not mistaken, my brother and my uncle and myself, maybe even my sister, we had seen it when it first came out to like the for video. That's rental. awesome. So, uh, I mean, I think I mentioned watching it back during the Dead Live episode. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, we'll, definitely. we'll just pop back into that again. Uh, so that'll be next time. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, go watch it. I, it's great. It's funny. Until then, also, though, if you want to keep following us, you can, well, we keep telling you to, like, talk to us. Yeah. So email us, squirmcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us, uh, Fried Squirms, on Facebook. Yeah, we're still uh, on... Uh, at Fried Squirms on Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter. We, like, say we're SoundCloud, you can find us, Fried Squirms. ITunes, iTunes, you can find us. Subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us. Please follow us. Yeah. Do what you want. Um, Facebook is probably... I mean, that's what we update most often currently. Yeah, that's probably our easiest. I'm trying to use some of the other shit more. But yeah, like I said, we're still learning a lot of these different, I, uh, you know, avenues. I, 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 I twatted. <laughs> no, I tweeted. I didn't, yeah, no, I'm not that far <laughs> out of the loop. I twat all the time. I'm just a massive one. But 
No, I, I mean, I, I sent out a tweet earlier today nice. on, the, on the Fried Squirms account. So I'm well, trying cheers. people. Yeah, we're like, so we're, we're going to start pumping out these twat tweets. and uh, <laughs> These yeah, twats. Yeah, we're going to have fun with it. You know, but like, so there's there's various ways where you can still communicate with us and where we can hopefully communicate, communicate back with you uh, as well. Until next time, I guess, because yeah. we're done with this one. Yeah, like I said, this uh, is We're going to continue to stay sexy. As always, man. We stay nice and fresh. But uh, we look to, to bring in a, a hilarious episode next. We hope you enjoyed the 13th episode tonight. And looking forward to pumping out more. Number 14. And then we're going to go a different direction. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to maybe, I don't know, slice it up a bit. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Lots of plans. Yes, we have lots of plans. Plans, plans. Everywhere's plans. That's not the song. <laughs> but anyway. No. Okay. Bye. Bye.